what we've got here is failure to communicate. Yeah, I'm Dana White, and you're in the ring with Callum McGregor. All right, guys, Dana White Contender Series, Season 5, Week 5. We are looking at a really good week. It's going to be some great matchups. There's some matchups that are going to lead to some fireworks, this being one of them. Um, so looking at the gentleman that I was able to talk to to get some insight as to how he's been training, what's been going on, and how the fight he believes will play out when he steps in the cage tomorrow. Aaron Jeffrey, middleweight contender, middleweight champion in CFFC, number one middleweight in Canada. Without further ado, Tilsonburg Zone, Aaron Jeffrey. Failure to communicate. You're, uh, you know, born not even far from where I am right now. I'm in Stony Creek right now. You're, oh, yeah, uh, nice. Tilsonburg boy, and yep. I really appreciate you giving me the time. So I think you sit around, you're, you're pretty fit. So you sit around, do you sit around your weight normally? Yeah, I'm uh, like just under 200 usually. So I would cut like 12, 13 pounds. Oh, so that's nothing. Yeah, um, that's nothing. A trip to the washroom and to go for a run. <laughs> exactly. Fair enough, man. Um, what I really want to get into with you, man, Brock University graduate, entrepreneur, you're a go-getter. You can see it in the ring the way you fight. Um, and on top of that, BTC uh, middleweight champion, number one middleweight in Canada, CFFC middleweight champion. Like, how much more do we need to add? I mean, obviously, keep going, man. Keep going. Now. Yeah, well, <laughs> we've got one more. Right? We've got one more. That's it, right? So I think that uh, for you, this is the this is it, man. I know you guys have been training. The whole team's been down there at uh, is it Syndicate? You've been down there predominantly at right now. Yeah, yeah, mostly at Syndicate. Yep. Okay. And, and for you, I know that, I mean, Niagara top team's awesome. I know that you guys have monsters in there to train with, but obviously training down at syndicate is going to give you a lot more looks. Um, how has it been training down there with, for you, what are some of the different looks you've been getting and who you've been training with? Yeah, it's, it's sick, man. I was here a couple of years ago um, and I always wanted to come back and just never found the time or never made the time or whatever. And then uh, when all the COVID shit was going on, um it was like it was still technically not legal for us to be training at home we had bylaw officers coming in and trying to shut us down and it was just super inconvenient not to mention like everything was closed at home still i couldn't go out and do anything if i wanted to um so i figured it was time to to go somewhere and do something and, and like i said i was already at syndicate and had some connections so i decided to come down um and yeah it's been awesome and uh Actually, it's been a lot better here than last time I was here. Last time there was some solid guys, but there wasn't a ton of big guys still. Uh, but this time there's been a pretty solid crew of big guys. We've had uh, Strickland, obviously, Michael Chiesa, Daniel Rodriguez, Khalil Roundtree, um, Corey Hendricks, uh, John Poppy. He's been like my main training partner lately. He's, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, he just fought for uh, Cage Warriors. Super, super solid guy. Really good wrestler um it's probably probably lots more guys that i'm forgetting to mention man but it's uh it's a solid room 
Yeah, I guess the, the consistency of that's probably um, awesome with training because it, when you have a training camp where you have less fighters to work with at times, when they're busy, they got to go do even their day job. Um, always having an option must be a benefit for sure. Exactly. Um, with Strickland, I saw, I did see a lot of pictures with that and you even were in his corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so was that a sort of a friendship that has sparked up and like you guys have, have had a bond that's, I mean, it seems like at least from, from Instagram, I can sort of assume that. Um but, uh, yeah, how- I, I met him a couple of years ago when I was here too. And, uh, yeah, I think we got along pretty good that time. We didn't train as much. He was just coming off his knee injury and I actually had my face split open right when I got here last time in Vegas. So we trained a bit, but, uh, not as much as this time. Um, but I told him I was coming down and like the, the first day I was in the gym, he shows up and he wants to kick my ass. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he did kick my ass and I, I kept coming back and I think he just respects guys that want to train hard and put in the work and, and don't shy away from the hard rounds and whatever. Um, I think he's kind of, uh, he wanted to like take me under his wing a little bit. He, he let me corner him at his fight. Um, like he, he invites me to training all the time. So yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Awesome, man. I mean, yeah, to get in rounds with guys that, um, at the top of the top and especially, I mean, if you ever want to look at any matchups you ever have, as far as dealing with pressure, training with a guy like that will, uh, definitely, Help you deal exactly, with man. Exactly. That's what everyone was saying. Like my whole training camp, there's no way this guy you're looking from that contender series across the ring from is going to be anything like Strickland. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a big confidence boost. Yeah. I mean, I look at this initially, I looked at the fight instantly. I'm on your side because I'm the Homer and then I'm looking at it, breaking it down. I'm like, yeah, you got everything covered though. You have your strikings there. I love the way you run your striking defense. I love how your use of elbows in your striking defense. Um, your grappling's there, your hooks around the body, the way you can grip on that. Like once you get a hold of somebody, they're going down. Um, so I could look at all that and be a Canadian boy and, and jump on the train. But as soon as I saw you that you were training with Strickland, if you're if you're even consistently for a amount of time doing that, that's definitely going to add a, a flair. But even before all that, obviously you have your coach, uh, you know, Chris Perkett, and he's probably on the other side of the camera there. Um, there he is, right there. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Where, where do you see that you have a clear advantage that this guy you're just uh where's my advantage um honestly yeah, like, well like you said I, i'm well-rounded I, th- I think it's everywhere um he's he's like tricky and uh he's different he's unorthodox a little bit he's kind of karate style but uh i don't know I, th- I think i'm i'm faster i think i'm more powerful um i think i'm gonna pressure him and i, I don't think he's fought the the level of opponent that i have either um yeah. like he's, he's fighting guys <laughs> in brazil like uh, these guys don't have big records i don't know what promotions he's fighting for maybe they're tough guys but uh on paper i think my record looks a lot better than his um and yeah like you've just been saying i don't know what his training partners are like maybe he's got some good guys but i don't know if he's training guys like uh strickland day in and day out yeah i mean you never want to overlook the situation even when i'm looking at him like i'm trying to figure out like what how um you know what this guy has going for him because when you look at his record you don't want to underestimate it or overestimate it but um, when you look at his record, he's fought guys that are like, you know, two and zero, and and he went all the way up that way. Versus you, you jumped in with guys that, yeah, there was I think one that was like fourteen and he and nine or whatever had a losing record, but he had so many fights. On yeah, him. you haven't really veered away from the challenge, which I mm-hmm. respect. Um, so I mean, yeah, I just unless he has some crazy attribute, but I don't see that coming. I, I think it, you know, it's going to be a day at the office for you and win by dramatic fashion and uh let's get that fucking contract man so that's the plan man finally start making some money and uh move on with the next chapter of my life 
And yeah, I mean, that's, that's the next step. For, like, how does it feel for you? I mean, even to be around a team that's now starting to win, um, obviously you have Jasmine who just kicked the shit out of her opponent in the last fight. So how has that been going down there, having the success? And even, I mean, Prickett is looking like a genius right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, coming up. Prickett is a genius. That's, that's why. No, we, I'm not uh, saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying people who don't know who he is. Now yeah, like I know. That's, that's what I said too. That's what I said awesome. too. He, he needs to, to get the recognition he deserves as like the, one of the best coaches in the world because he is. So I want to get that contract for me and, and for him too, man, because he, he deserves to have a lot of fighters in the UFC and uh, put his, his gym on the map. For sure, man. I mean, well, you guys are already doing that because I, I, I have um, different followings and groups that I talk with and there's guys from all over the world that are starting to understand about uh, Niagara Talk Team. So definitely. And yeah, even Josh Hill said he was like, when I asked about Jazz, because I was asking about her fight coming up, Jasmine's fight coming up, and he said he's she's always drilling wrestling with with Chris. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop. It doesn't mm-hmm. end. So with that as a base, it's just yeah. that's it, man. It really doesn't end, man. Like I, I lived with them for a while, and uh, like even at home, they're they're cooking dinner, and in between fucking stirring the pasta on the stove, they're grabbing underhooks on each other and drilling some moves. Like it, it literally doesn't stop. So one thing I wanted to ask you was, and, and not to go on the whole uh, whimsical motivation bullshit, but just straight up, you know, people have different crossroads in their life. They have different moments. And, and, you, and you know, I don't want you to necessarily go on a, don't give up on yourself, but like, really, what was your mindset after Dana Lake Contender Series? It didn't quite go your way. You climbed to the mountaintop and then you've had your first door closed. Now you're stepping back in again. But right after that, how was the regroup for you? Um, honestly, man, I'm like a pretty even kill guy. I'm just like low, low key all the time. I'm not up. I'm not down. I'm just like uh, mildly depressed all the time. Not actually, but like yeah, I get it. I understand. Like just, just a low, low level kind of guy, right? So uh, I don't like it. Fucking sucked, and I cried and whatever. But I'm not the guy to like dwell on it and think my life's over or whatever. Um, I also had some some really good friends around me at the time, like uh, one of my coaches from back home. Lyndon Whitlock, his his yep. uh, business partner, and my other coach and training partner, Lucas Chaston, and Rory McDonald. Um, they were all with me. They brought me on a sick trip. Like, we went out to California and climbed a mountain and almost died and went drinking and doing stuff. So uh, it got my mind off it, man. And then I, I got back home, and uh, the blues were gone, and I was just ready to get back at it. Um, yeah, I've lost fights before. And, uh, again, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not one to, to dwell on it. You don't have to look past this, but I'm going to look past it for you. Once you win this, once you get your contract, how do you want to take a potential UFC career approach? Um, I want to play it smart, man. I don't, I don't want to like be, be fighting like top 15 guys right away or something and, and go like 0-4, or God forbid, and then get cut right away. I want to be there for a while and uh, like make a life for myself, you know, like make some money and, and get another contract and and whatever. So, um, yeah, I think taking it slow is, is kind of a smart idea. Like I said, I, I just wanted to talk to you quickly and, and, and get to know you a little bit and uh, touch base before you step in the cage. Um, all the best to you. Uh, we Thank have you, a lot of supporters in Canada that are, uh, are backing you here. And uh, let's go, Niagara Tot team. Let's get it done. Let's go. Thanks, brother. Cheers, I appreciate man. it. Cheers. And Jeffrey's too, brother. Bye. Failure to communicate. Next, guys, we had a rough week last week on the Dana White Contender Series, uh, overlooking people with, I would say, I guess, less body of work and less 
you know, just information. People without videos, people we don't understand where they're training, who they're training with. And then, you know, we get caught with the cleats in Rodriguez and he comes in like a monster. So I'm going to be a little bit lighter on the Dana White Contender Series this week. We're just going to break down quickly what the picks are, what I, I'm going with. And uh, if you want to jump aboard, feel free. So first and foremost, if we're looking at the card, we want to see where we can find maybe a parlay build. We want to see where we can find maybe the dog. And anything maybe we just don't want to stay away from or we look at maybe an over and under on when those come out. So looking at these fights, we have in no particular order. Let's just start at the top um, that I have on, on Bodog here. We have Aaron Jeffrey against Chow Burrell. I'm sure that name is butchered, but I'll go with it. So Aaron Jeffrey, obviously with this one, I'm starting with this one because we know I'm going to be a little bit of a, a homer with this. Canadian boy literally trains 25 to 30 minutes from me. So for me, initially I went into this fight with a little bit of hesitancy. In looking at tape, I had already, he had already been on the radar, but then looking at tape at Aaron Jeffrey, he's a gamer. He is well-rounded, and, and when you hear that, it can either be a very positive or a dismissive thing, where you're like, yeah, he's well-rounded, and that's good. This guy's well-rounded with striking, knees, elbows, hands. He's got kicks. Um, that's not really number one forte on the on the mix. I, I like him in the in the grappling. I like him with the clinch work. I like him with the dirty box. And his heart's there. Now, when you start a conversation and you say a guy is durable, that's a disrespect. That's, that's basically saying he's no good, but he's got a chin. When you start a conversation and say that, you know, the guy has all the attributes um, and then he's durable. That's a plus. So Aaron Jeffries to me is the pick on this. I know that his opponent has some striking that is, is heavy, has some striking that is measured and some striking that can land. And I know that a lot of people are looking at a potential KO or TKO on this. That being said, I still don't see enough from what he's fought. He's fought a lot of people with, you know, 2 and 0 records, 3 and 0, 3 and 2 versus Jeffries who's fought people with big records, you know? And I'm going to go with that still. I'm going to side with that still. That being said, that's where I'm going. Most of you will probably jump on the other side of this one and that's okay because it is a dog pick there. Um but I'm going to go with Aaron Jeffrey on that one. And that's the only one I'm really going to Dig into the rest. I'm just going to sort of give you my picks on Chris Duncan over Manuel Gacha. Simply it's kicks versus boxing points in the boxing. I'm going to go with Chris Duncan. That's if it gets that far. He hits hard. Um, we'll see exactly how that plays out. Definitely look at the overs on the Jeffrey fight as well as the Duncan fight. If you don't want to make a, a pick on it, but I think Chris Duncan wins this fight hands down. Um, but look at maybe over one and a half as a safety. Next fight on the card, we have Daniel Zellhuber against Lucas Almeida. Daniel Zellhuber is um, very talented. His attributes and his skill level is at a high. That being said, you have a guy who's a, you know, got some decent striking, but just is pure violence. 
and he is everything you want in an underdog. And right now he's sitting at plus 170. Maybe you want to touch it. I would still maybe lean towards Daniel on that one. However, um, if you do want to look at Lucas Almeida when he hits maybe a little over two, plus two, I've still touched it on plus 170. He's my dog pick. Um, just based on the violence and the chaos and the fact that you add that to Dana White Contender Series. And we've been getting burnt. So I'm really digging in on this one, digging my feet into the sand. I'm going to I'm gonna say underdog. I'm going to go with Lucas Almeida, um, even at plus 170. But once it gets to flare up, I mean, guys, get on it. Next fight on the card, we have Lucas Sadolsky against Igor Petraea. Um, I'm just going to go with cleaner striking, heavier striking, devastating striking. Yes, the record isn't quite as big as Igor's. Igor looks sloppy. Um, in comparison to Lucas Sadolsky. So I'm just going to go with that quite simply, Lucas Sadolsky, and maybe even a prop on that to look at a TKO or KO. Um, but really, he's going to be part of my parlay. Next and last would be Rizwan Kanuiv against Edivan Santos. Quite simple. Rizwan, minus 350. Not a fan of that in Dana White Contender Series, but we see this when we have guys that we don't have a lot of information on or guys that just aren't at the same level. Um, and I think that's what's happened in this fight. I'm going to go with Rizvan. Okay, so just to recap it quickly, I'm going to go with over one and a half for you guys for the Aaron Jeffrey fight against, I'm not even going to say his name. Um, I'm going with Aaron Jeffrey all day long. But I know that, that there's going to be some hesitancy on me picking that. So we'll go over one and a half on the Aaron Jeffrey fight. Next, Chris Duncan, all day. Next, Daniel Zellhober, if you guys want to go with what could be considered a safer bet. But when there's chaos on the other side of the ring, it's Daniel White Contender Series, and the dog is there at plus 170. If it starts to creep, all day. Next fight on the card, we have Lucas Tudolski against Igor Petraya. Lucas. And lastly, Rizvan. Your parlay. Rizvan, Lucas, and Chris. So Chris Duncan, Lucas Sadolsky, Rizvan Kunoyev is your parlay. I obviously have Aaron in there as well too on mine. I know that it's viewed because I'm a Canadian boy. You know, we'll leave it there. Next, if you're going to look at your straight dog, you're going to look at Lucas Almeida. Violence, the numbers are starting to creep where they need to get to. I'm in on it. Doesn't mean that Zellhaber is not a beast and doesn't have all of the, the attributes, skills, and level to win this fight. But I'm just going to go with the violence and, and then just taking, that, taking the shot on that. So we'll leave it there, guys. Um, I'm going to go for my parlay personally. It's going to be Aaron Jeffrey, Chris Duncan. Rizvan Kuneev and Lucas Sadolsky. That'll be my 14 parlay. And a sprinkle of Lucas Almeida as your dog of the day. All right, guys, thank you very much for your time. Once again, these are my picks. I see angles, I like them. I'm pretty good at it. That being said, if you don't like it. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Thank you for listening to another edition of Don't Tap. On behalf of Nick Eagle Eye 
Thank you to Aaron Jeffries for stopping in. We've got a couple other people coming um, up in the next little while. The aftermath that will, you know, happen after this show, it's going to impact the city, this country, and everything in a big way. What we've got here is... Failure to communicate.